such a joy once again to see each one of you, um, to know you and to, to do our service today together. Uh, it's, it's an amazing joy and um, I see a lot of our families uh, who were traveling and uh, the last two, three weeks, uh, you know, people who have gone and for mission trips, they have come back. Thank you so much. Uh, it's such a joy to see each one of your faces and a joy to, to worship God together in this house. What a joy, what a joy, what a joy. I pray that the Lord will keep you safe and it was good to uh, hear from Pastor Sam as he was mentioning about, as he, you know, was mentioning about all the mission trip and uh, that he was, um, you know, he had the ministry opportunities and meeting with some of our church families, extended families and family members back in Kerala. Uh, joy to hear and know that. May the Lord continue to keep each one of our families safe and most of your families, uh, maybe you're preparing some lunch packs and dinner packs for your children who are going back to school this week or next week. You might be having a, a, a calendar plan already for them. You know, you're preparing something for them so that they can take over to wherever they are uh, taking their, um, you know, the school. I pray that the Lord will continue to bless each one of our families, the children, wherever they are. I pray that the Lord will continue to keep them safe and let them be a blessing for the body of Christ. Amen. Is there any other joy that we could, we could ask um, from God other than our children being a blessing for the body of Christ? Amen. That's our joy. Is that true? Can I hear an amen? Is everybody okay today? Come on. I know our, most of our boys are tired today because they had a beautiful uh, game tournament yesterday. And uh, our, uh, can I ask some of our kids to stand up, the basketball team, whoever played? Can, I, can, I, can, can we actually put our hands together for the entire... Come on, church, you can do it better. Actually. They were amazing. The B team and the A team, the B team, um, you know, they were first and the, B, the A team, they were, they were second. Um, but more than all, they all participated. I mean, I love getting back. The, I told them, you know, we met them on Saturday, and I told them, get the cup back home, you know. And uh, they did it. Thank you so much for respecting your pastor and our wishes. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you guys. God bless you. This morning, I was, um, for the next couple of weeks, I've been looking at it, and I did mention it our church um, uh, group network where I'll be teaching or we'll be talking, we'll be ministering together on a sermon series, uh, What Would Jesus Undo? Have you ever, um, uh, you know, parents growing up, maybe back in India too, I, when I was growing up, um, back in the 80s, there was a movement back in the 90s, I believe, What Would uh, Jesus Do? was a movement that uh, back in 1800, back in the 90s, there was a movement where they started giving out the bracelets. Did you all have those bracelets? I know we, we, are, we are very good Malayali Pentecostal, so we don't, we don't. But there was, you know, the bracelets were given out in our CA meetings. The Assemblies of God have CA meetings and a lot of other youth conventions. They used to give out a lot of bracelets that, has, that said WWJD. It, 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 you had it right. So it, it said, uh, what would Jesus do? <laughs> what would Jesus do? It's funny because, um, you know, all of us had, I mean, when I was growing up, you know, our pastor, he visited the U.S. and he had like a packet full of WWJD, um, you know, bracelets. It's, it's, 
I mean, it's not, I mean, when I'm, so, so many people are looking so straight at me. I mean, what is he talking about? We are going to bra- wear bracelets. No, it's not an unholy thing. It's a normal bracelet uh, that just had what would Jesus do so that people will understand that in the walk of their life, wherever you are situated, do you do things that Jesus would actually do in that situation? Just to remind them. I mean, for me, I don't need to wear a bracelet. I know what I need to do in any given situation because I need to identify myself. If Jesus would do that, I could do it. If Jesus cannot do it, I'm not going to do it. Are you true? I mean, we got to be true with ourselves. We don't have to show it off to anybody. But, you know, during the sermon season, I was just kind of preparing. I was kind of thinking, you know, what, I mean, we always focus on things. What would Jesus do? Jesus will do everything. There is nothing that is impossible to God. Yes, that is true. Is that true? Amen. On a Sunday morning, yes, I do want to preach on a message that Jesus can bless you. He will pour out everything. He will break open the windows of heaven and he will pour out enough blessing. Everybody goes, hallelujah, pastor, preach it. I like it because you love, you want to hear something that gives you an easy access in your life from God Almighty. What could Jesus do? Jesus can do everything. But can I also bring your attention to words as I was just mentioning, what could Jesus undo? Jesus undoing something in our life is also part of His doing. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Jesus undoing something in our life is also part of Jesus doing in our life. As a Christian life, we have to understand something. There would be a time in the Bible records, Bible mentions that we are planted in the vineyard, right? A good gardener, what does he do? When he watches his tree, when he watches his vineyards growing, what does he do? To bring out fruits, what does he do? He will prune it. Is that true? He will prune it. ക്രിസ്ത്യജീവിതത്തിലും ഇൻ ആ ചേർച്ച് ലൈഫ് ടു ആർ ഗോഡ് ഓൾവേസ് പ്രൂൺസ് അസ് Pruning is an important part in a Christian ministry. And all of you who are listening to me, you have to understand God loves pruning in our life. Sometimes we go through setbacks in our life. Why? So that those areas that had a setback, you got to know, maybe God did not want that to be part of our life. Amen? Some relationships don't work in our life. But God does not want us to be yoked together with that relationship. We may think it is a huge setback on our life, but God knows the perfection of your life. He's the author and the as as a Christian, we got to trust in him because he is our author and he is our finisher and everything that begins in Christ should end in Christ as well. Oh, come on somebody. In the beginning God created, God was present. And in Revelation as he ends, he was still there. And even now after centuries and years God is still on the throne. Nobody has ever questioned the throne of God. And today we were looking at we are going to look at what could Jesus undo in our life. There are so many things and 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 honestly I'm going to tell, tell you something is yes as I minister to the other part of the same message could be that Jesus will undo anything that people have written off in your life. If people said that you are a failure, my God is going to write that off. 
and he says, you are my child. If you have yourself put a name on your forehead saying, oh, I am overwhelmed by the fear that is around me, but things are going on. I'm overwhelmed with fear. But can I tell you, my Jesus says, you are my child. And as long as you know that, that, that you, you are my child, no fear can ever overwhelm you. I can undo that. I can undo that. Yes, that's one part of the story, but I want to bring your attention towards Revelation chapter, Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. I'm going to be really quick today's meeting. Right after this at 2.30, I have a flight to catch. And uh, what would Jesus undo is what we were looking. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 through 16. I'm going to read it for you. If you have your Bible, just turn it with me. Let's read it together. It says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. Come on. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my Oh, come on. And we're not so excited about this verse because you don't want to talk about people spitting on us and, and vomit. Literally, the translation means vomit. But as we read through the scriptures, let's break it down. The first part of the scripture talks about, I know your deeds. I know your work. Anything and everything that you do in the light is visible. But anything and everything you do in the dark is not visible to human eyes, but it is visible to God Almighty. There is nothing that is hidden to our Savior. Amen? Amen? Is there anything that you have done so far? You're like, God, I'm hiding it from you. No, baby. You can do it. It's visible to His x-ray rays, His vision. It's visible to And that's why we say, God, there's nothing in my life or there is no place that I can hide from your presence. David says, there is nowhere that I can go. I go to the mountain, you are there. I go to the valleys, you are there. I go to the deepest place in the ocean, you are there. Your presence is everywhere. The Bible says in Revelation, and this is the story. Um, maybe, um, I'm kind of doing a calendar of preaching series for our church. And uh, maybe uh, around October, I want to do the seven churches. A message that God has been talking. A seven the message to the seven churches that we see in Revelation. This is kind of a, the beginning of, 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 of that, you know. Uh, uh, this message is a letter written by Jesus to the churches. And through John the Apostle, right? We know the story in Revelation chapter 3. And in Revelation, God gives the revelation to John. And he writes these letters. It's not a love letter. It's a kind of a warning letter. It's also in between you see uh, there's a warning. And also God is also encouraging people. Saying that if you come back, those who hears, let them hear. Is after every letter that you see, uh, Jesus mentioned it to all the seven churches. He said that after every letter he was mentioning, those who have ears, let them hear. The message is for everybody. But if you want to hear it, you can hear it. And not just hearing, but you have to put it into practice is what the scripture basically talks to us. So in this scripture here, as, as John is writing these letters on behalf of God Almighty, on behalf of Jesus to these churches, there's a message behind to all of these churches. And now here we see this letter has been written to the church in Laodicea. And 
I want to give you a background about this church, about this church, the city of Laodicea. It's a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, a trade center for, for, the Jerusalem, for the Israelites. It never used to be like that. But over a period of time, when people started conquering them, the Greeks and the Romans, when after they have conquered, they made Laodicea to be one of the most exporting goods, exporting city. And because all of their business was happening in the city, what happened was they used up their water sources so much that they had no more water available. They had textile industries. They had ointment industries in Laodicea. A lot of good. It was a hustle bustle city. I mean, there was a lot of activities happening in the city. There was so much wealth that the city people have accumulated, but they were not like that before. They were poor people. When initially the church was planted, they were poor people. But later on, when after all the conquests happened, people turned Laodicea to be one of the most wealthy cities in Asia Minor. They lost all their water supply. So what the ruler did was, he, he I mean, uh, the people who were ruling in that area, because there was no water supply, and water is very essential for any civilization to grow. And we see throughout the history that every civilization that has birth on face of the earth, it had to thrive only at the banks of some river. The, the, uh, the Mohenjo-Daro, the Harappa civilization had the Sindh Valley, the Sindh River. The, 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 the Egyptian civilization had the River Nile. And we see all of these civilizations grew only because of the source of water, right? And now the people in Laodicea, because they have overused the water sources, they want the water, it, they don't have adequate water there. Two, because of all these business establishments, all their own water bodies were, were polluted. Are you trying to understand this? It was polluted. There's a, there's a revelation behind it. That I want you to follow through my, my message here. And so what the rulers did was, they behind the mountainous areas, they made some embankments through which they could get the water from another city, another state to Laodicea. So they made a lot of uh, uh, tunnels. They made a lot of pipelines, systems uh, back in those days. And they brought all this water to Laodicea. What happened was, because they used the pipeline that they made was made up of sandstone or limestone. What happened was, the water, the pure water was coming out of from the, the geysers. It was fresh water. It was coming out of, the hot water was coming out from another city and it was coming miles across to Laodicea through pipelines. And all, as this water body, as this water was traveling through these pipelines, it was meeting with all impurities. And the, and the limestone was, was um, you know, dissolving itself in the water. And so the end product, what the people of Laodicea was receiving was not a pure water, but they were receiving a lukewarm not so healthy water. And that is why, you know, when, when John writes this letter to the city of Laodicea, the church of Laodicea, John writes in a way where people can actually understand. Can I tell you something? Whenever God talks to us, most of the time He will talk to us in the language we understand. Because He wants us to follow what He is mentioning to us. So the, to the church in Laodicea, when John writes, he writes about, you know what, I, you are neither hot nor cold. They understand with that situation because the water that they were getting from another city, it was neither hot nor cold. It was an impure water. 
As soon as people put into their mouth, they have to spit that water out because it was not at all healthy. It, was, it had a bad taste to it. Amen? Amen? Have there been cities where you have gone and you drank a little bit of water because you were thirsty and like, ah, oh, tea. Have you, been, have you been to those places? I was, I think I was in um, uh, a very interior tribal place of Bihar once and uh, not, nothing to do with the state. It was such a good, good place, good people around. But because I, I grew up, you know, in Bangalore and, and, and uh, you know, I'm used to the water and all of a sudden I go to Bihar and then in this interior village, they gave me water and this water had a different taste. I'm not saying it was bad because people drink that. But it was a different taste. I'm not used to it. And the moment it went inside, I'm like, okay, now I have to drink it because people have given it to me and I just drank it. But was I happy about it? No, because it was, a, it was a taste that I was not used to. It was not comfortable to me. I could not spit it out because they're all, you know, sometimes, you know, when you do, yesterday I was talking to somebody, when, you, when we do house visiting and something, you know, people give us certain things and we, ha- we eat it. We eat it. We don't want to be disrespectful. We eat it. I've been to, and I was, this is a funny joke. I, I went to uh, Madhya Pradesh many years ago, and I was sitting down for a dinner, maybe at 12.30 after our meeting, and as we were sitting down on the floor, they gave us a plate that was made of, it was, it was total mud. It was mud plate. And then they put curry on top of it. So when I mixed all my uh, chapati and curry together, what was I getting? I was getting the mud too, mud particles as well. But people there, they love it. So I enjoyed, I'm, I'm more, I love the adventure. So I wanted to take it. And as I was eating, I saw the mud was also mixing with the sambar and the, all the curry. And it was a different formation altogether. But you just eat. But in mission field, whatever is given to you is royalty. Whatever is provided, yes, you just go with it. Is it true? Amen. We have no demands, right? So the people in Lavadesia has these expectations. But when they receive the water... It was lukewarm. They could not take it inside. Neither they could spit it out. Because there was a lot of money involved in it. The city had regulated these rules for them. And Jesus now looks at this church and he tells them, you are just like that church. Number one, he begins the story by saying that, I have seen your works over the years. You began this work as a good church. You were so fervent in your prayer and your affection and everything that you did. You were so close to me. But over the years, there's something that has taken priority in your life. When you started this journey, when the apostles planted the church in Laodicea, you guys were awesome. Your worship services just was focused on me. All your songs were just lifting me up. All of you came from broken backgrounds, but all your in, in, you know, intention was just to build the unity in the body of Christ. You started it in a good atmosphere. You started it really good. But when, when, when time passed on, when all these business establishments came, Your focus just changed. You became more of a person who wanted to accumulate things in your life. And that's the entire story that the church of Lavadesia had to face. Because when they had nothing, in their nothingness, they seeked God's face. They sought after Him. But when they had everything, 
It changed them. Well, it, it is interesting. People come to me and pray all the time. Pastor, pray that I get a job. I get a job. I get a job. We pray for them. When they get a job, they're never seen in church. Now I have to sit and pray. God, this is a prayer of a pastor and God honors that. Work. Work. But never work too much that you miss out your time with God. Work is good. Work, work, work for what is needed. But don't work so much that you miss out. The next time you have to come to the God's presence, then we have to teach you, oh brother, you got to worship like this. Then we have to start from 101 worship class. No. That's the story of Lavadesia. What did Jesus say? I put them in my mouth, but now I could not use them. So what did I do? I vomited outside. It's a simple understanding that Bible says the dogs never go back to their its own vomit. Never goes back. Why? Because it, it is unholy. It is claimed to be unholy. It doesn't go. Jesus said, I, 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 I declared you are fit for nothing and I'm casting you for hell forever. Why? Because you no longer honor my presence. You have placed a lot of idols in your life. Are we doing good? Amen. Two causes of spiritual indifference that we see. I don't care anymore about the churches. Number one is self-sufficiency. People in Laodicea, they said, Revelation chapter 3 verse 17, it said, You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But this is the word of Jesus. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Amen. You have to understand the story here. The city of Lavadesia made the best bombs in the entire region. Ointments for different purposes and cure. Medicinal ointments of medicinal value was made in Lavadesia. But Bible says you are blind. Your own ointments could not help you. In the last part, you see that Bible says Jesus talked to this church and then said, you are naked. Can I tell you, Lavadesia was the, the city in the entire region to have its own textile industry back in those days, 2,000 years ago. They produced the best garments in the entire region. But what does Bible say? You do have it, but do you not know? You are naked. You are naked. You may say that you have everything, but still in my sight, you are naked. Oh, you are wretched. The, the only intention, me preaching this message today, is let's be focus our attention back to God. Let us come back to God with our heart to serve Him. Because, because complacency in the church is the big disaster for any church to grow. Where you sit in a place that I don't care anymore. We come and we sit there. And Can I sit in this area? Yeah. We just sit there. We want to finish the service. And we just want to go. Because we don't care anymore. Can I tell you, you must care about the church that you're planted in. You must care about the life that you're living with Christ. You must. Anything else that comes out of that is an idol in your life. Whatever you're chasing after, if it is not from God, it is an idol in your life. And God will never stand any idol worshippers. He wants to see a church that is full of Him. That worships Him. 
that looks and loves to be in the presence. This year was a church that started off really good, worshiping God, being in God's presence, but they lost their touch in faith because wealth came into that church. Money is a blessing, but it can be a curse too. You need to have money for difference. If anybody says you don't want money, please give it to me. We have a lot of activities that we are doing and we are about to do within our church. Our media team will be happy if we receive some donations. God bless you if you want to do it and God moves your heart. Money is really good. But don't be in a place where you are chasing after it. Seek ye first. Rest everything will. It will follow you. All you got to do is, God, I want to seek your face. And that's why, why am I sharing this? Because next Sunday I want to see all of us running to the house of God. Every meeting, I want to see people running to the house of God saying, God, I want to be in your presence as a community together. The church in Laodicea, they started off good, but their journey was so bad. Bible says, I know your work. I know you. Everything you do, I know it. I know it. There's nothing you can hide it. Sometimes we think we can hide things from God. No, 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 you cannot. You cannot. You cannot hide anything. God knows our deeds. He knows our actions. There are six indicators that I want to mention. And after that, we're going to go forward. Six indicators. I want our church to learn this through. There are six indicators that I want to mention. But before that, the first reason I gave you uh, of indifference there is self-sufficiency in our life. And the number two that I want to mention is the distractions of the world. Mark chapter 4 verse 19. Mark chapter 4 verse 19. This is how it goes. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Did you read the word? When you read, you will see. The worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth. It's a very important word. And desires for other things. What are the other things? Anything that is not godly. Anything that is not kingdom side. Anything that is not belonging to the kingdom of God. Anything that is not aligning to heaven's principle. And you desire for other things. Bible says it comes in and it chokes the word. Oh, what is the relation there? It comes in and it chokes the word. What does it do? It leads you. And makes you unfruitful. It makes you un. Do you see in your life which is not fruitful? There is something that is choking the word of God. Because wherever the word of God is, it must bring fruit, right? Amen. Bible says, my word will not return back to me void. It does the work that I have sent it for. But if God's word is already sent in your life, why is not bringing fruit? Because there has been something in our life that is choking the word of God. Oh, people, are you listening to me? Amen. The youngsters here, the, 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 the adults here, listen to this carefully. The word of God has been choked in your life. Allow it to grow. Fruits of the spirit, let it grow. Let it come out. Let people enjoy the same fruit that you are enjoying. You've allowed, you've allowed your, the word that God sent in your life to be choked. Whatever 
ഒരു വിത്ത് നമ്മൾ കുരിച്ചിട്ട് കഴിഞ്ഞാൽ അതിന് വേണ്ടുന്ന വെള്ളം അതിന് വേണ്ടുന്ന സൂര്യപ്രകാശം അതിന് വേണ്ടുന്ന ഫെർട്ടിലൈസർ അതിന് വേണ്ട എല്ലാം നമ്മൾ പ്രൊവൈഡ് ചെയ്ത് കഴിഞ്ഞാൽ അത് കിളിച്ചിരിക്കും അത് വളർന്നിരിക്കും ദൈവത്തിൻ്റെ ആഗ്രഹം നമ്മുടെ ജീവിതത്തിൽ വിതച്ച വിത്തുകൾ ദൈവത്തിൻ്റെ വചന മുഖാന്തരമുള്ള വിത്തുകൾ ഇത് വളരണമാണ് ദൈവം ആഗ്രഹിച്ചത് അല്ലാണ്ട് എല്ലാ പ്രാവശ്യവും വരുമ്പോഴത്തെ കൊച്ചിടം വിത്ത് മോനെ വിത്ത് പോക്കറ്റ് ഇട്ടോണ്ട് നടന്ന കാര്യം നടക്കത്തില്ല അത് വളർന്നാലേ നമ്മളായിരിക്കുന്ന ക്രിസ്ത്യാനി ജീവിതത്തിൽ ഒരു യഥാർത്ഥം ഒരു വ്യത്യാസം the difference in our christian life is always seen if we allow the seeds to germinate in our heart and grow and to show its fruits a tree is identified by its fruits you can't see the root but the root is growing down and stronger and this is bible principle the church in laodicea jesus says if you can return back to me if you can return back to me can i have the worship team behind me if you can return back to me This is just a teaching message that I want a church to understand. Let's get back to God. Namaka namaka devasanilekku onnu madangi vara. Nammada hrudayathode. Nammada hrudayathode. I dream of a church where all of us work together united. Six things that I want to mention is you have to realize if these are the some of the things that is present in your life then there's something that is present that is choking the word of God. Number 1, we are more concerned with impressing people than living for God. we are more concerned for impressing i want to impress this person i want to impress that person i want to take their hello i want to take their salute i want to do everything that uh, makes them happy makes them smile i want to think i can do that i know when i do things for the, from the bible of god keeping the bible as the foundation for a church not everybody is going to be happy it's okay hallelujah people don't have to be happy with me all that i can the minister of god is is god happy with the work i do Hallelujah. Number 1, the first indicator is we are more concerned about what people think. Avarenna parayum, ivarenna parayum, njan ingane cheyda, njan ingane nadana. We want to just fit in. God never asked you to fit in there. Stand out, represent who Jesus is wherever God has placed you. Hallelujah. We are more obsessed with life on earth rather than eternity. Because we are accumulating a lot of things. All our focus is on worldly things. and not heavenly number 3 we rationalize sin and live without truly fearing god is that true is that true when you look at certain thing you must understand there is no gray areas there it is either black or white most of our life we are always living in gray areas compromising with everything i just want to do my life here can i tell you god does not look at your gray areas he looks either your hot or cold either your black or white all god cares is are you a child of god if you are a child of god your characters and everything that you do represents god and his kingdom and his purpose over your life sin is sin everywhere there is no indian sin or american sin sin is sin everywhere what is the sin anything that makes you run away from god is sin anything that hides god's presence from your life is sin nan kallam parayarilla adu mathramalla adu mathramalla വീട്ടിൽ നമ്മൾ കൂടുമ്പോഴത്തെ സഹോദരന്മാരെ സഹോദരന്മാരെയും സഹോദരിമാരെയും വേറെ കുടുംബങ്ങളെ കുറിച്ച് നമ്മൾ എന്തെങ്കിലുമൊക്കെ പറഞ്ഞാൽ അതും ഒരു പാപം തന്നെയാണ് that's a sin too 
What God wants us to do is as a church of Christ, as a bride of Christ, He wants us to be holy. It doesn't mean I wear a white shirt or not. No, no, no. All that is exterior. No. My heart should be white and pure unto God. When He comes back, He does not see what is black, what is gray. He all sees who stands for Him and His purpose. I pray we be a church not like the church in Laodicea. We be a church that knows and that loves Jesus. A church that runs away from sin. My children, you're going back to your domes and schools, colleges, wherever you are. Represent Jesus wherever you are. Run away from sin. Bible says sin is standing at your door, walking to come inside. But can I tell you, Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 says, Jesus is standing at the door. Where of which church? Of the church in Laodicea. Why is Jesus standing there? He knows you cannot do things by yourself and He wants to come and help you out. Run away from sin. Number four, we believe in Jesus, but we rarely share our faith. Oh, that is really important in a Malayali church, in an Indian church, in a church that boasts about the traditions of 25, 30 years. It's very important that we know that it's not just we experience the love of God, but what matters and what is important is we share the love of God too. The fourth indicator, we believe in Jesus, but we are not ready to share. We are not ready to share. What did Jesus do? He took the bread, broke into pieces, and he ate for himself. No, he shared it. He gave it. He took the cup. He did not drink it by himself. He shared it. As a church in the New Testament area, Zion Church, we are known to share the love of God in our world. I have one dream that our church will rise up, that we share the love of God. What God has done in our life. Number five, we only turn to God when we need Him. Our need gets us to God. The church in Laodicea, when they had no money, they came to God. But God says, my church should know me and desire me in all seasons. Ella sametum, Ella season lum. Number five, number six, we are not much different from the world. There is a difference between a child of God and a worldly person. There's always, there should be a distinction between a worldly person and a child of God. People look at you, they should know and they could understand as somebody different. When I was growing up, my friends around me, they never dared to take a cigarette in their hands when I am there. Because they know if I am standing with them and they take that cigarette, I will hit right the cigarette in their mouth. As, a, as fun, because we were friends, we would do it. But they never dared to do it because they know I don't believe in it. There were times when we all gathered and they all brought alcohol. They all brought alcohol. Because of my friendship 
I took the entire bottles and they threw it outside. They drained their entire five, six thousand rupees. But you can't do it when I am here. No, there's always a distinction between a child of God and a worldly person. Keep that distinct. Daniel was taken to another place in exile, but he kept his distinction as a child of God. Who are you, my friend, today? Can we all rise up in God's house? The church in Lavadisia says, Man, you've been, you've been running away from me too much. I'm going to spit you out. Let that not be our case, Zion Church. Let that not be our case, church. Let's be a church that worships Jesus, loves Him, desires Him. I'm going to tell you something. Reignite your spiritual passion for God. Every day, do something that requires a little bit of faith that keeps your fire ignited and burning all the time within yourself. Lastly, I want to mention something very important. It is better to be hurt with a purpose than to live without one. Listen to this carefully. It is better to be hurt with a purpose than to live without a purpose. You have a purpose. I have a purpose. Our church has a purpose. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. He is coming back again. When the heaven cracks open, when the, I hear the trumpet call, I want to see myself holy and pleasing to God Almighty. So, end of the story. What does Jesus has to undo in our life? He has to undo the indifference and attitude of, I don't care anymore. It's okay. I can run behind anything. Jesus has to cure that. He has to undo that. And only He does it. Bible says, I'm standing at the door. Will you let me in? Will you let me in? And everybody here, Jesus says, I'm standing at the door of your heart. Will you let me in? Can I come in? 